Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm so happy to announce that I'm starting to work on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I'll explain eight of the 14 and how they specifically relate to men. And of course, I'll include my own personal fatigue story, along with four or five other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is someone that I greatly admire. Her name is Susie Miller. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Susie Miller is known internationally as the Better Relationship Coach. She is dedicated to helping you create better relationships in 30 days or less, even if you're the only one who's making all the effort. As a therapist turned coach, Susie equips high potential entrepreneurs and executives to reduce stress, improve communication, increase intimacy, and not bankrupt their relationships in pursuit of their profits and success. She believes relationships are the currency of today, so creating better ones is vital to success in all areas of our lives. Susie is the best-selling author of Listen, Learn, Love, How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationships in 30 Days or Less. Susie, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, hi, Dr. Carey. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about being here. I love your show. And it's just really fun to have the chance to talk with your audience. Absolutely. So, Susie, I wanted to have you on my show today because you are an expert in relationships. And one of the problems that I see that uh, coming through my office with patients is that oftentimes they're feeling like they're not getting support from their spouse or their family members when it comes to their health. Like patients who want to lose weight, they might want to eat more healthy. Some patients really need to do like a whole 180 degree turn with their lifestyle. Mm. And they want it, but the spouse or the family members aren't being supportive. They're not being understanding. They're actually undermining them. So I wanted you to kind of help us with some of that today. Okay. I'd be happy to. Um, One of the biggest things that that comes to my mind first is um, how are we selling it? You know, I know people don't like to think of themselves as salespeople, 
but I'm of the mindset that we all sell something, whether it's our kids to clean up their rooms, our husbands on where we want to go to dinner, or the reason we might need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> so um, the first place I would ask your kind of guests is, is to pause and think about what's the why, what's in it for them. So better health, I actually, as you know, Carrie, have had significant health challenges uh -huh. that have affected both my marriage and my family through the years. And when I finally realized that if they had a reason that was beneficial to them, I got more help and support. So something as simple as, you know, at that point in time, I was having some trouble with my lungs and breathing. And so I, a lot of our family activities were curtailed. So putting it in the framework of what benefits them for their support is just an underlying thing that I would have all your clients think about or patients think about because people will do something, you know, we all do it when we have that what's in it for me, you know. And so I think if people can say, well, here's how it will benefit you and it will help people get on board more and vice versa. You know, a lot of times it's like, well, what's the loss if they don't support you? Oh, I like that. I like that, especially what's the loss if they don't support you? Yeah, people respond well to pain. So, you know, one, <laughs> you know, so let's it's say... It's true. You, pain is a big motivator. It is a great motivator. So let's say, I, I, you know, again, the reality is, is if a health is causing you to be so fatigued that you don't have energy to even, you know, carpool or follow through and take, do some of the responsibilities that you've done before, you know, laundry, let's say that's one thing, you know, if your kid isn't going to help with that and baseball practices next week, you know, the next day, wearing a dirty laundry, you know, baseball uniform or not having their stuff, you know, ready to go or gosh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't really take you to practice yet because I have to lay down now because you didn't take care of these things on the front end. When it becomes personal to them, suddenly it becomes important to them. So what I hear you saying is instilling consequences. Yes, and very natural consequences. And honestly, Carrie, it's hard for women, especially moms, to do that because we feel badly, but we don't get change if we're always rescuing. So, I mean, just that simple consequence. I remember um, working with a client once, different reason, but the idea was, so if your kid isn't taking care of his chores you know, one of your quote unquote responsibilities as a mom was driving him to practice. And I said, so for every little bit, just be late. Nothing will get your kid moving faster than when it affects them. So that idea of a natural consequence, if you're not following through on your responsibilities, and again, let's say kids instead of husbands first, but then my we'll get to the husbands, yeah, right? <laughs> my responsibilities are going to have are going to be equally impacted. And that suddenly puts the economy in their hands, and it's very non-emotional because it's very practical. If you don't do this and you're 30 minutes late with this, then guess what happens for 30 minutes? So very natural consequences that will actually be really hard for moms to follow through with, but it's almost like a shock and awe. No kid ever is going to believe their mom's going to do that. Uh -huh. And then when they do, they go, oh, she's serious. Uh -huh. You know, it's like the first time you say to your kid, if you don't eat dinner, you can have a bowl of cereal or nothing. And they say, I don't want that. And you go, okay. And they go hungry. And mm -hmm. they learn really quickly that you're not going to bend. And, and in, you know, within reason, I'm not saying doing anything harmful, but that idea of I will stick to my guns, which is really hard to do. Okay. So then let's talk about spouses. Okay. I think similarly with a little bit less leverage. Um, <laughs> what do you mean by that? You know, you have a leverage with your kids. I'm, I'm a big proponent of parents being, you know, the 
home is based on parents, not kids, so you have some leverage with your kid. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you have less leverage with your spouse in terms of what kind of consequences, but you could have what I call ramifications. So let's say it's dinner time and you don't want to be short order cook and you've decided to change the eating habits of your family and so you're starting to cook healthier. Um, the options could be to say, you know, here's what I'm cooking and if you'd like to eat what I'm cooking, great. If not, you know, there's peanut butter and jelly or there's cereal and, you know, your spouse is going to have to do one of those two things. If they're used to you cooking dinner for them, they're going to eat or they're going to go hungry or they're going to eat a whole lot of cereal. So it's this idea of standing your ground with your spouse versus letting them sway you. I don't think you can have consequences the same way, but you can say, here's what I'm making. You know, there was a season when I was a vegetarian and my husband's a meat eater. And I'm, I was like, OK, here's what we're having for dinner and here's your slab of meat on the side. But that's all we're having. You know, and it was this idea of, oh, okay, and the complaining stopped, and the and not that my husband's a complainer, but there was this idea of, I'm not going to sacrifice what's important to me, even if you're going to be unhappy. And so I think with a spouse, it's really important for us to remember, it might be really uncomfortable. It might be really tense. But what's the greater, you know, reason, what's the greater good? And you mentioned in the intro, you can't put a price on your health. Uh-huh. So I, I think it's willingness to be uncomfortable and let there be tension when you know what you're doing is right. I know that to not have sweets in the home. Okay, here's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> we just got back from the beach. And when we go to the beach, my husband always gets M&Ms for the drive. Uh-huh. You know, And I like peanut M&Ms occasionally, but I like them in a non-ability to eat only two or three. Uh-huh. So last night as I was cleaning up the beach stuff, I put the bag of M&Ms near his you know, work and I said, you got to take these in with you tomorrow. He said, well, why? I said, because if you leave them here, I'll eat them uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I don't want to eat them. And so I would really love to say to you, I have all the willpower in the world to not eat those peanut M&Ms, but I don't. Uh-huh. So I don't want them in my house. And so I think it's looking at your family and going, no, I'm not buying that. You can have that when we go out or you can have that on these days and then stick into your guns. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I've had that conversation with my husband too. He'll bring home he'll bring home an apple pie and I'm just like, uh, you know what? Me too. Don't bring this stuff home. Like I cannot resist it. I know. And and I think to me, wisdom in relationship with ourselves and others is knowing what our limitations are. I have a really strong will in a lot of arenas. I don't need to exercise it where it's extra hard. Apple pie is a hard one for me too, Gary. <laughs> but I think that idea more of it is willing to be uncomfortable willing to live with the ugh, and the eye rolls and the mom and the honey and the disappointment that oh that's for dinner or oh you can't have this is really or just a bite you know is is willing to go yeah no and really be comfortable in that that yuck of this isn't fun but a lot of times we want to rescue people and so we are like oh well here's here's all you know here's the kids cupboard here let me make a you know chocolate pie for you knowing that we've just set ourselves up to fail uh-huh. so i think there's some places where self care means being uncomfortable so you're explaining about consequences and boundaries it made me think of i had a a new patient come in last week to my office to functional medicine ontario and she drove across the city she came she came from this little town that honestly i'd never heard of so it took her two hours to get to my office and uh and we were sitting there and she just she was crying she was just bawling her eyes out because you know she had finally gotten in to see me so she was really happy about that but 
really upset because she already knows that her family is not going to be on board. They're not going to support her. Her spouse is not going to support her. Her kids are not going to support her. It sounds like none of them take her seriously. Mm. And I almost felt like having a Dr. Phil moment and just saying, like, maybe you should leave. Maybe you should leave for two weeks and see how they all do all by themselves. I think, you know, sometimes extreme measures are the best thing you can do. Um, I, again, are we willing to It's so to ask, hard. It's so hard. And, and I think that what you said makes, I mean, again, oh, and there's all these reasons we can't. And maybe you can't leave for two weeks. But what if you stopped doing and being all to them? And I don't mean this in a tit-for-tat way, but I mean it in a way that says, take me seriously. A lot of times when I work with clients and couples, if they're not being taken seriously, they have a part of that. And we don't like to take responsibility for that, but it is true. So there was a client I worked with once that had um, some teenage boys who didn't help around the house. And one day she said to me, I'm just tired of being a doormat or feeling like I'm a doormat. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, then get up off the floor. Mm -hmm. She did not like that I said that, but it was this idea of as long as you continue to let them treat you that way, they will treat you that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they don't do the dishes and you do them, what have they, you've taught them. If I outweigh mom, she'll take care of it. So even for the woman who was crying there, I mean, she has the ability to drive those two hours. That's fabulous. So she's committed to her health. She's committed to wanting to get better. And in that commitment, it might mean saying to her family, you know what? I'm not doing those things. Or here's how you can take me seriously. And then following through on it literally to almost the extreme, the letter of the law. There used to be this book called Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Have you ever read Mrs. Pigglewiggle? Uh, no. Okay. It's a kid's book and I love it. And it's almost prescribing the cure, the disease as the cure. So it's a kid, it's a book we read in, in school growing up. And so, so picky eaters, you know, who, you know, she would say, fine, let them only eat that one thing. And it almost would cure itself. And again, it's a fiction book. But this idea of the kids who never want to go to bed, okay, stay up late. But all the consequences that come with that, mm-hmm. all the natural ramifications, you have to let, you know, be come to bear out. So for somebody whose spouse and husband stop, I mean, if you're sick, take care of yourself and let the chips fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, don't have dinner ready. Don't, ha- don't be the beck and call girl for your kids. Do everything you can to put yourself first because if you're well, it will help your relationships. They're not going to say thank you, and they're not going to be happy. But eventually it'll work. I think they'll, so. And they'll, it, they'll see. They'll see they, the light. They will. And if it doesn't, you've got a whole other issue on your hands. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's not really... Yeah, so as you were saying, was it's about consequences, mm-hmm. about setting boundaries, having consequences. Kind of reminds me of Caesar Milan, rules, boundaries, limitations. With your yes. dog, you would do the yes. same thing in yes. life with other people. Yes. Okay, so we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So let's talk about your book, Susie. Okay. Okay, your book is Listen, Learn, Love, How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationships in 30 Days or Less. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about each of those three skills, listen, learn, and love? I can. Um, They sound really simple. I mean, we all think we listen well. We all, you know, learn is a kind of a fun one and love. And so what I did was I took these three skills that I teach all of my clients using almost all my, they're foundational to all my work. And I broke them down into some practical steps. So I'll give you one for each of them. So for example, for listen, you know, I think most people would say, oh, I listen. 
but we really have to think about how we listen. And a lot of times when we're listening, we're really thinking about what we want to say in response. So one of my big tips is, you know, when you're listening, you know, pause and pay attention to what's being said both verbally and non-verbally versus working on what you want to say either in rebuttal or response. You know, people oftentimes aren't even aware that they're not listening until they take the time to go, what is this person really saying? Not, what do I want to say back? So uh-huh. that's a big one with listen. Okay. With learn, I, uh, it's learn them in the book, and it really is about learning kind of the below-the-surface things about people. What is it that you can learn about them? One of the examples I give is knowing people's love languages. In relationships, we all give and receive love differently, and a lot of times we you know, end up speaking a different language than our spouse. You know, one of my love languages is words of affirmation, and so I'm very flowery, not flowery, I'm very effusive with my words. I'll tell my kids and my husband I love them. So when they went to college, they got phone calls and, you know, letters or emails about how I cared about them, how proud I was of them, but they didn't get a whole lot of brownie boxes in their, you know, in their Mm -hmm. mailboxes. I was not the care package mom. And suddenly I realized that if one of my kids, that was how they felt loved, then I needed to get on board and be able to you know, go out of my way and express love to them in their language. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh-huh. for some people, you know, getting that care package was more important than the, the verbal affirmation. So it's really knowing your spouse, knowing your kids, knowing your friends, kind of going on a treasure hunt to discover some fun things about them. So that's one of the tips in Learn Them. And then in Love Well, I, I think love has gotten so overused. You know, I love my shoes. I love my husband. You know, I love that movie. And so love is kind of one of those words that you're like, well, what does that really mean? And for me, in relationships, in the book, I talk about the fact that loving well means that we are willing to love sacrificially. We're, we're willing to have a big picture. So let's go back to your, your patient. Loving her family well is actually dropping all of her responsibilities and letting them see those consequences because her goal is to be well. And the big picture is, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to get better. If I change, I will get better, and that will help them long term. But a lot of times we don't have a big picture, you know, for the moment to moment of the daily life. And so, you know, who would think that saying no or holding a boundary could be loving well when no one's going to go, thank you, that was so great of you to to say no. (laughs) So those are what we go into in the book in more specifics and real practical tips. Oh, fantastic. So then can you give our listeners one action step that they can start doing today to start seeing improvements in their relationships? Sure. One of the things that I had to really think through was the 30 days or less part of the title that my editor came up with. And as I paused and kind of went, wow, that that really has been what I've seen. I've had people come back, you know, we work together for 30 days, we work together, you know, three or four times, and they begin to see improvement. I actually had somebody call me and 24 hours and said, what you said worked. And this was the tip that I gave them that gave them 24-hour results. And that was this idea of validating, clarifying and validating when somebody shares something with you. Oftentimes when somebody comes to us and shares, let's just say something hard, something we've done that hurt their feelings or made them feel, you know, disrespected or taken advantage of or taken for granted, we usually don't respond with the words, huh, can you tell me more about that? Can you tell me what that was like for you? Normally we say, well, you shouldn't feel that way, or I didn't mean that, or sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and we miss the moment to let them really feel heard. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples I give in my book is when my son came home from school 
and he hadn't he was feeling like he didn't have any friends and he's a very popular kid and he said mom I don't have any friends and I did what every mom would do I said sure you do and I started listing them off which totally invalidated what he was feeling uh-huh. and the conversation ended so I think when we go huh what why are you feeling that way what's going on we then have the opportunity to let people know that we care about what they think and we're willing to live in that uncomfortable moment of Ooh, it makes me sad that you're feeling that way or it makes me uncomfortable that you're saying I did that to you or you know my actions hurt you but if I can live in that moment and validate somebody's feelings it kind of diffuses the tension and allows them to feel like we care enough about them that we're willing to to ask them to share with us what's hard for them oh I love that tip yeah brilliant Susie it's brilliant and it's something that will work immediately people who who are in a in the middle of a conflict let's say you had an argument with your spouse and they go well you never listen to me and you say gosh tell me more about that what that's like for you or when was the last time I made you feel like I didn't listen to you or how do I do that your spouse your friend your kid will go uh, uh because they will be so surprised that you care versus being defensive mm-hmm. yeah and it just establishes a deeper connection it really does Oh, fantastic. Susie, I wish I could just keep picking your brain here, but we're starting to run low on time. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Susie, how can our listeners find out more about you? Do you have a website? Where can they get your book? I do have a website. The best place to get a hold of everything I offer is at susiemiller.com, and that is S-U-S-I-E miller.com. And from there, you can get to my podcast my you know resources i have a lot of free resources on my website as well as the there's a link to my book in the upper right hand corner um, and it'll say listen learn love book.com it's available on amazon and other major booksellers but if you go to that website you get a bunch of bonuses so that's those are the two best ways but if you only remember one it's susiemiller.com Okay, so for our listeners out there, if you're biking or jogging or driving or do something like that, I'll make sure that those links are in the podcast notes so that you can easily find Susie and her book. Susie, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview, and I know it's going to help so many people out there. Thanks for having me, Dr. Carey. I really appreciate the you know, ability to be on and talk with your guests. And I love what you're doing to help people feeling better. And I do want to say to people, it's okay to be uncomfortable in relationships. So thanks for having me. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Susie Miller. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.